Lisa K. 10 to noon on KTOE. Happy midday to you. KTOE Midday's Lisa K. in studio till noon today, 12 minutes after 10 o'clock. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. What are we looking at? About 60 degrees on the high side today. A little bit gray, some clouds in the skies, but 47 is where we're parked at right now here. And I've got Jessica Potter with the Blue Earth County Historical Society in with me. Uh, normally, we'll see you for talk of the town. We're going a little early today because we just got off of a big uh, fundraising event for the Historical Society, which was so much fun, a night at the Speakeasy. We had a great time. We did have a great time. And so I think we're, we're both maybe still coming off of that because it was a lot of work. It, well, it was probably more work for you than me. I showed up and I read some words that you wrote me. but Yeah, but it was <laughs> awesome. No, we were lucky to um, have our friends from Radio Mankato were there helping us to um, make the event possible, now running the show for us, so to speak. So that was wonderful. Thank you for being there. Tell me about the new uh, event space that we were in and how you liked that. So we were at Sky 111, which is on the seventh floor or the top floor of the Ide Bailey Center in downtown Mankato. Um, it's a it's a pretty cool space, isn't it? Beautiful. I was waiting for the sun to go down, actually. And somebody said to me after the sun was down, I feel like we're in a major city, like a huge city. <laughs> the lights out there, it was yeah. just what a it gorgeous was, it, view. It is a really, a really special space. Um, we're lucky to have it in our community. I think it's still a, a, a little well-kept secret, um, but I'm sure before long it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it'll be mm-hmm. hard to get it booked again. But um, no, it was a fun space. And um, we really tried to give the experience the minute that you stepped onto the the site. So we had elevator attendants pushing buttons in the elevators. How and fun was that? I had to take photos with them. So it was it, it was just it was a fun night. Um, it was kind of magical. Um, in just you really felt like you were time warped into the 1920s. That's the whole idea with our speakeasy. And uh, we raised money for the organization so that we can uh, really, the, the project that we've got coming up, we'll talk about that a little bit longer, but um, as you know, anybody that listens uh, to our talk of the town that we do monthly, we try to do a lot of programming for free because mm-hmm. um, we really want it to be accessible to people. And so um, not only did the funds raise, are they going to help with a, a bigger project that we have planned, but they, they help keep our programs free. Um, you know, it's not a glamorous, but you got to pay the electric bill somehow. Right? And so those funds that um, come into the organization allow us to, you know, make the, the pay the expenses that we need to pay, but also allows us to have the building open and free and accessible to everybody. And we should talk about the fact that maybe not a lot of people realize this, that even though it's the Blue Earth County Historical Society, Blue Earth County, the county proper, I mean, it's still a nonprofit. Yes. Yeah. We're an independent nonprofit. We're not a department of Blue Earth County. Um, they come with benefit, had, you know, health benefits and we're a nonprofit. So there's not that. <laughs> so, no, I'm just joking. Um, Blue Earth County is a big supporter of the um, the government um, body, is a big supporter of the organization. We receive an allocation from them. And we're partners. I mean, we try to partner. We we serve as one of the election sites. Um, you know, just want to make our, be as, as much of a partner with them as we possibly can. But um, we're still, we're a nonprofit. And so over 50 I think it's almost up to 75% of our budget is what we raise. Right. So um, just like our, we have so many incredible nonprofits in this community. And so we're not the only ones, um, but nonprofit doesn't mean that we want to, uh, 
operate our organization in the red every year. That's mm-hmm. not our job. We're just a small business with a different classification. Um, and so as a small business, we um, we need the, the customers and we, in our case, we need donors and um, but we want to make things free and accessible. So um, by those donations, those memberships, they help us uh, help us accommodate that. And um, so that's our goal. And we're, we've got a lot planned for this weekend being MEA starting today. Um, we really just want people in the building. So we've got a whole bunch of stuff planned that's all free. Okay, tell me about what's going on then. So, yeah, so this weekend, um, if you... I just remembered my kid's home from school. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> that's the thing. If you have kids who are like, oh, I'm just going to sleep until noon for the next two days. Um, Or you have little kids who you're like, how am I going to entertain them? We have the next two days, uh, Thursday and Friday, so today and tomorrow, um, we have a whole bunch of fun stuff planned at the History Center. We did a brand new scavenger hunt. Um, So um, you can take a scavenger hunt through the entire building of the History Center. And you know, it's a big building. It's a huge building. It's not just the small little building. So go through the whole building, do the scavenger hunt. And then, of course, there has to be a prize Mm -hmm. for completing the scavenger hunt. So um, we've got all of that planned and ready for you. Um, The scavenger hunt will take you through our new exhibit, Music and Memories, which is a great exhibit. So when the little kids are scavenging, they're hunting, then uh, the older, the adults can really enjoy this music and memories exhibit. We're looking at the Mankato music scene from the 1960s to the 1990s. Lots of places, bands, people, all of that, and sound music. Mm-hmm. Um, and then upstairs in the museum is our Discovery Lab, our Pioneer Cabin and Barn, all great hands-on spaces. Um, and I'll, I'll say there's, there, it's, it's, good, bad. Otherwise, um, it tends to be a kind of a quiet space. So, um, you know, come and you may be the only family in the space at the time, but that means that you get to explore without feeling like you're in competition with a large crowd of people. That's right. You're in that whole space to get the space. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, it's a pretty big building. There's lots of things to check out. There's art, there's um, books and puzzles and games and um, all kinds of great things in the museum to check out and to learn. Um, a lot of things uh, that many of us will recognize from our own childhood <laughs> that we can go, oh my gosh, I remember when. I remember and the then, dial telephone. Yeah, and then you sound like you're 100 years old mm-hmm. to your kid who's five um, or show them how to use a typewriter, show them that you can type really fast and then they'll just be amazed at your skills. So um, you just kind of fun stuff. It's just a fun way to interact with your um, your kids, no matter what age they are, and and really, it's a multi generational. So this is a great opportunity for grandparents to come with grandkids, um, and just really explore history together and talk about oh, when I was young, because they they may get it, but they may not. But if they see the objects right. that you used or the places you went to, um, you can the the questions that come up and the inquiry that mm-hmm. comes up is just awesome. And so Priceless. we're, we're going to be open today and tomorrow. What time to what time? There is an admission for this one. Yeah. So the museum has a regular admission unless you're a historical society member. Um, but kids under five are always free. And uh, $3 for kids that are school age, mm-hmm. $7 for adults. So pretty fair admission. If you're a member of the historical society, you're free for an entire year. So um, you can take advantage of that. We're open uh, today and tomorrow and actually Saturday, but we're open today and tomorrow. 
from uh, 10 a.m. and or I'm sorry, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and on Saturday, 10 to 4. All right. So there's always something to do. Jessica Potter is in with us this hour from the Blue Earth County Historical Society. We're going to be talking uh, a little bit when we come back about an artist reception that's going on. Something um, DNA for beginners which sounds really interesting to me. There's a family day coming up, also open house and a new program that they have in which you can kind of commemorate your, uh, your family uh, with the plans that the Historical Society has moving forward. So stick around. We'll be right back here on KTOE. We're back on KTOE. Middays with Lisa K. 1023. 46 degrees, looks like some fog and some mist. Wind out of the west right now, around 5 miles an hour. Jessica Potter in with us, the Blue Blue Earth County Historical Society. And so much going on, whether it's MEA weekend. I know that uh, you have plans beyond this weekend. You said you're open this Saturday as well for people to stop on by. But there's an artist reception at... uh, it's called Collections. Tell me a little bit about this and yeah. what it is. So this Saturday is plumful of some different um, activities that people can check out free. Let me say free. Um, so the we have an artist gallery space at the History Center. And every quarter we have a different artist that's featured. Uh, this quarter is the Bend of the River Bend of the River Photography Club. Um, they are a, a incredible group of people. They've been out there before. Yeah, they, they actually get this spot every year. Okay. Um, so we always look forward to whatever their show is going to be, and um, so they have. They always they they do. Um, so they're a club that goes out and encourages photography, and they they teach photography to each other, and they share ideas and things like that. So every um, time they meet, they kind of throw out an assignment so that they're kind of having this conversation about, you know, a like kind uh, photograph. Well, the the assignment for this one was called Collections. Mm-hmm. And here's a quote from them. Um, Not every collection is museum worthy. But every collection tells you something about the person who collected it. Mm. Ponder and wonder about what we don't discard and the things we collect that other people have discarded (laughs) that we find important enough to keep. Okay. End quote. So their exhibit is a, um, it's beautiful. So it's photographs of collections. Oh, okay. (laughs) And so there's, there's an artistic... Um, way that the photograph was taken. There's an artistic way that the collections were assembled. Arranged. Yeah, Yeah, arranged. So it's a really neat exhibit um, to check out. And so this Saturday um, at the History History Center from 10 a.m. till noon, you can come and check out the exhibit, even though the exhibit runs all the way till the end of the year. But you can meet the photographers. Oh, they're going to be there. Yeah, so that's what the unique part about it. This this Saturday morning, you can actually go through the exhibit and talk to the photographers. Um, So it's an artist reception. It's free. um, A great opportunity to talk to them. Talk to them about maybe joining their club Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and come and seeing the pieces of of art that they have on display at the History Center. Again, the exhibit is always free. Um, It's open to the public, and it runs until the end of um, this year, so the end of, of 
December. I will give a little warning. We do these are these um, exhibits. The, the gallery space is in our meeting rooms. So if you come and it turns out our meeting room has been rented and you can't get to it, don't get mad at us. Yeah, um, right. <clears throat> but that's the for the most part, you have um, access to it whenever the muse history center is open. Um, but please know that sometimes uh, the rooms are not always accessible. Right, but they will be this Saturday. They will be this Saturday. You will be able to come down to the history center 10 a.m. to noon for free. Come and meet with the Bend of the River Photography Club for their new exhibition called Collections. You're going to want to stay because at one o'clock the same afternoon you're doing DNA for Beginners. Yes. Which is sounding so interesting if you want to get in touch with maybe your own personal history. And that's the point of it. So it's not just like, oh, I'm going to do my DNA. Well, this is a free program that talks about DNA in the world of family history. So there's so many different DNA tests out there. Um, but there's a question like, oh, if I take this test, what is it going to tell me about my family history? Or, or how is it going to help like put that piece together in my, gene- in my genealogy versus this test, which is going to give me the answers to this because it's going to connect me to something else. Mm-hmm. So um, that it, it is really kind of confusing because there's so many tests out there. But um, we actually have had a staff person who has taken multiple tests. So as a genealogist, she looks back at it and says, okay, well, this is what I found doing this test, and this is what I found doing this uh-huh. test. So that's the idea. It's to um, explore results of two different tests, provide clarity and guidance, um, as you are working through it, and so then you'll know which test you want to take or not take, or oh, so the difference between the services that might be offered. Exactly. I'm sure. You know, exactly. Without naming names, we can probably think of a couple of them at least. Where... Right. Right. And so it's going to kind of kind of split that up so that you um, have a, a better way of making decisions on how you would maybe go through doing tests. And it's a great way to also get in the same room with other people that maybe have taken the test. Right how they've used that information in their family history. Um, because it, it, you hear about these wonderful stories where people have taken a certain test and now they um, are connected. They found their right, relatives right. that they didn't realize they were connected to. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, different things like that. Um, they There's other tests out there that I don't think they're going to get into that maybe will tell you, because it truly is working on your DNA about maybe some... Um, medical conditions that you might be, um, you know, subject to. And so it's things to pay attention with that as well. But this is really focused on that family history side of things. And then I think for me, it would be the question of what happens to this information. Right. You know, who will have access to it? Um, And that would be a good question. Valid question. So absolutely. And and this is another thing that's free. It is free. It's free and open to the public. Um, You don't even need to reserve your spot um, because we'll have plenty of room unless we, you know, and if we run out of space, we move to a bigger room. But um, it should be a really engaging and interesting program at one o'clock at the Blue Earth County History Center. Jessica's going to stick around for us a short break here on KTOE. You're hosting Family Day on my anniversary, so well, it's going to be fun. It's a party for you. Yeah. Um, so come along. for me. Yes. And my family. <laughs> Jessica Potter with the Blue Earth County Historical Society in studio with me now. And Saturday is uh, October 28th is the day we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. a free day. It's a free day. So we try to have a, a free Family Day, Museum Day um, every month. This We usually have it the second Saturday of every month, but... Um, 
that was last weekend and that was our annual event and Mm -hmm. we just could only do so much that day. So we (laughs) We moved it. We were stretched a little thin. So we moved it to the 28th because I know there's a gazillion things happening in Mankato on October 28th, um, including a Day of the Dead down in Old Town. Um, is that day, but we also wanted to have the History Center be open and free that day. So maybe you go down there, you have a lot of fun, and then you just come over, you know, you're already in the fun mode, come over to the History Center for free from 10 to 4 on Saturday, October 28th. Um, So free admission, but we also will have some crafts, some make and take projects, there'll be a scavenger hunt. Um, There's a new iSpy activity that they're going to have available for that day. So we keep trying to think of different ways for kids and families to engage in a museum setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like when we used to go to museums and it was, you know, hands to your side and look with your eyes and not with your hands. I'm Don't just saying that things. to the third graders. I, you know, now we do everything with our hands. I mean, I'm sitting here talking with my hands. Right. Um, we are touching, we're getting information with our hands by touching our phones and our computers and things. So, um, we're trying to create an environment where um, people can come together and still have that that learning environment. Um, and so we, we keep thinking of new ways for kids to be able to engage in a museum setting that's still kind of set up with a look with your eyes and not with your hands. Mm-hmm. Um, so this new iSpy activity is going to be kicked off on the 28th. And um, we're going to make yarn dolls and paper plate pumpkins. Perfect. So I think if you get the grandkids, that's where you go. Exactly. Grandkids, kids um, of all ages, um, come and just, you know, do, go back to just simple stuff. Yeah. And uh, come and do some crafts with us and an I spy. And just... Also have somebody else set that up for you. So you exactly. Don't have to worry. And clean up. <laughs> and clean up. Yeah. You know, so it's just a fun day. That's all it's meant to be is a, is a fun way for people to come and explore the History Center. You do not have to come with your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have to do crafts. But it's just another free day at the Blue Earth County History Center. So I think it was last weekend I went out to Maker Fair and started I started the holiday shopping nice job because that's one of my favorite ways to shop is from these Mm -hmm. uh, locations first of all uh, local small businesses or independent owners or things that I can't find anywhere else yes you should come to our gift shop that's a good place to do some holiday shopping yeah Yeah. so our gift shop at the History Center um, we carry a lot of local authors artists um a lot of there's a lot of unique things in our gift shop um and uh unfortunately our gift shop has been known as the uh the the secret location which i am declaring right now it's not a secret location it's not known as a secret well it's it's the best kept secret you know type of thing yeah it's not so go don't list just come (laughs) (laughs) it's come um no we we carry books uh not just history books um, but we do have the Minnesota Historical Society Press puts out has a, a huge volume of um, books that they have published, and so a lot of their books we carry in our gift shop, okay. as well as the historical Blue Earth County Historical Society has published. Um, we've published about a dozen books um, ourselves, mm-hmm. and we we this is where you can get them. You can buy them on our website. Um, we have a shopping cart or on our website, but you also come down to our store. So if you have somebody that's interested in local history, um, you want to come down and check out our books. 
uh, or gifts. There's just, I mean, my brain is just going like, oh yeah, and there's that, and there's that. So There are a lot of cool things yeah. there. So mm-hmm. come and check that out. We also have the Marian Anderson Art Gallery, um, which is the art gallery to see some of her original pieces, but we also sell Marian Anderson art. Um, and so if you have someone in your family that um, loves art and just loves the, the beauty of um, a lot of her work is nature. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a great way. And they come in different sizes and some are framed already. And the prices are super awesome because they're 1990s prices. You know, we're vintage. Yeah, I love um, that. And we haven't changed the prices. So um, come and check that out. So there's a lot of great ways that you can spend a, a morning, an afternoon, or a whole day at the Blue Earth County History Center. And so I'm a member, so I get a little bit of a discount um, coming up on during the anniversary open house. You do. So I'm put that on my calendar. You That's do. what I'm going to shop because I like a sale. Uh-huh. I like a sale, too. Um, and so we try, well, we actually, if you really realize, you get a discount all year long. Mm-hmm. But this is a bonus a discount. bigger discount. Yes. So as a member of the Historical Society, you have a 10% discount in our gift shop year-round. Um, but our anniversary is in the beginning of November. Then 122 years ago, we were founded as an organization. Our, our founding members came together and said, we want a Blue Earth County Historical Society. And so every year we have a party to celebrate that. Um, and so our anniversary open house is yet another free weekend, um, Friday, November 10th, Saturday, November 11th, uh, free admission for the um, History Center, the museum, um, the Research Center as well that day. And then Historical Society members get 20% off discount in our holiday gift shops um, for both days. Good so, deal. Yeah. Uh, you're going to stick around for a little while in the, in the 11 o'clock hour as well because I've got questions about the burn that happened because I talked to all the fire people. Now i got to get you <laughs> back in the studio and, fi- and finish up because there's kind of a pile of rubble that's still sitting there and I want to know is. what's I want to know what's going on with that. Yeah. Um, and then you've got uh, plans for that space, which we'll talk about. And then uh, we've got some other things to, to talk about coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. So hopefully you'll hang out and join us for more chatter. Um, also... Uh, I'm reading an article this morning about all of these streaming services that are now upping prices. So start thinking about that. Get a get a mental uh, notepad going there, Jessica. Because it's too how many. many do you have? I and have how many kids? It's too many. It's all too many. I know. We're back on KTOE. Middays with Lisa Kay, right before the top of the hour. Looks like cloudy skies, 61 the expected high. Sunshine and 71 for Friday. We're at 46 degrees right now. Wind out of the west around 5 miles an hour. Jessica Potter, my guest, the Blue Earth County Historical Society, hanging out today here on our middays. Uh, Looks like Netflix planning to raise our prices again. Do you have Netflix? I do. Do you know, do you have the plan where you have to pay for the commercials? I think I do now, Um, but because I'm cheap. But I am too. I'm like, whatever. But we grew up with commercials. Exactly. I feel like that's okay. Exactly. I, I, think... I just don't like that they repeat them a gazillion no, times. That's because they don't have enough. I know. <laughs> Advertising. Uh, they reported yesterday that their password sharing crackdown is actually bearing fruit. Uh, they're saying they added 8.8 million subscribers in the third quarter compared to just 2.4 million 
in the same period last year. And they gained customers in pretty much every region, they said, but the average revenue per member decreased because many subscribers were on lower pri- uh, lower price plans. Like we just decided mm-hmm. we're okay with paying more, mm-hmm. uh, but there's going to be less new content next year because of the Hollywood writer's strike. So oh, consider that. Oh, yeah. And Good so, point. There's shows I'm waiting for him to come back, but I never thought about that. The, yeah, because they're not allowed to come back yet. The writers are there. The actors aren't there yet. Oh. All of that. Oh, goodness gracious. COVID did enough damage to my shows. I know, right? <laughs> I'm still waiting for a few things. but uh, And then I, it got me to thinking, well, how much am I paying for now and how much do I need to be paying for? There was a couple of instances where we were paying, we were double paying because we figured out that we had... We had something through, I don't remember what it was, but we had something through Hulu, and we were also paying for it on the side. Oh, yeah. There needs to be a system. Yeah, I agree. I think it's because Disney. Disney, You can get Disney Plus, and yes. then Hulu kind of like comes along with it, and then you're like, oh, I got it twice. Now and I need to cancel this one. And, I and then you got to remember to cancel. And if you don't remember to cancel. Nobody has time for that. No. And then they've got new ones that are coming out, new streaming services. And we're going to own our own. So if you want to watch this, you have to get it there. And yeah. The a la carte thing is getting difficult. I would agree. It's, uh, But I'm certainly probably not going to pay more for Netflix. I was trying to find something last night. Oh, it was Saturday Night Live on Hulu last night. Hmm. Couldn't find it. Apparently, we don't pay for that anymore. It's Mankato's Talk of the Town, connecting the community on News Sports Talk KTOE. Here's your host, Lisa Kay. That's a lovely 1109. Looks like 61 degrees, the expected high today. We're at 49 right now. Wind out of the west around 8 miles an hour. We're at 97% humidity with some patchy fog in our area. If you're driving around, you might be seeing that. That should clear off tonight. We should see sunny skies tomorrow and see about 71 for your finally Friday. We've got our Jessica Potter in with uh, the Blue Earth County Historical Society hanging out for a couple hours with me here on KTOE. Thank you so much for that. It's yeah. always nice to have the company in studio. This is fun. Thank uh, you. We talked a little bit before um, the top of the hour about how you now have a nice little pile of rubble <laughs> that is left in your parking lot. Uh, if you were around a couple weeks ago at all on a Saturday, the big burn happened it was a live burn or the controlled burn as the case uh, maybe whatever you call it. i think the fire department called it a live burn but um you had that set up with them i have to tell you that i had uh, i had jay kapishki in studio sean hayes was in studio with public safety all really grateful for the amount of training that they received from the house that was donated exchanged how does that work yeah so um, the Blue Earth County Historical Study purchased the, the property um, back in August, and our intent is to um, expand our parking lot, which is not glamorous at all. But if you are familiar with our building, um, we're on the corner of Cherry, Fifth, and Warren. And from Cherry to Warren, the elevation because we live in Mankato, the elevation is quite steep. Mm-hmm. And so we do not actually have a lot of parking at, at our, the grade of our door. And so when people come, they have to walk up a flight of stairs just to get to our door. And um, in our with our aging population, that's usually when we have an appreciation for history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not ideal. And even if you had a, a stroller, it's not ideal. If somebody's mm-hmm. in a wheelchair, not ideal. So um, by acquiring this property, we're able to make a lot of improvements in our parking lot. 
um, really from an accessibility standpoint. So it's going to be a lot easier for people that um, maybe have, they need a little, they need it to be at grade. I mean, you don't want right. to go to Target and walk up a flight of steps just to go to Target. Just to get in. Right? Yeah. So that's, um, and it's not glamorous, but it's infrastructure and you have to take care of the infrastructure of your um, facility. But I always think that it's good to know why something is happening because I, there is a tendency for everybody to go, okay, great. Like all this money is for what, what, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Why are they doing that? Yeah. And if you really <clears throat> understand why, then it makes a little bit more sense. Right. And I always tell people that when you come to the history center you can take a souvenir because our parking lot is 30 years old and it's falling apart so you can just take a piece of the parking lot with you um as a souvenir to remember us How by lovely. no we yeah. don't we want you to shop inside yeah that. no we do want that too but our poor guy that does our snow plowing every year he tells me i'm going to take more of the parking lot with me this year and i'm like i know i know and mm-hmm. it's just going to have to be that way because it is it literally i think our parking lot was uh potentially built in 1980 Oh, okay. um, and yeah, and maybe he's been fixed a little bit since then, but it's um, patchwork. At best, it's right? bad. It's bad. So it's time for a new parking lot, and it made sense for us to do this because down the road um, we want to do an expansion onto the building, add another ten thousand square feet on for museum space, for educational space, um, and to be able to do that, you have to have more parking. Um, so it all is feeding into what our big, bold vision for the Blue Earth County History Center is over the next, I don't know. I don't want to put a date on it because I don't know how long it's going to take us to achieve our dream, but that is, that's our vision. Right. Was there ever a dream of just, hey, you know what, we're going to go for a new space and we're going to pick up and move location? We have, but um, we have right now 16,000 square feet. And okay. so imagine trying to find another space in um, our community, our county that would give us at least 20 to 25,000 square feet and located across from Vital Records where people do historical research and up two blocks away from the R.D. Hubbard house. Well, that just makes sense. Right. Yeah, makes perfect sense. So it, we, we thought about it. I mean, you know, at one time we talked about the post office um, because how grand would it be yeah. to be in the post office? But they're turning that into a beautiful space, it, They are. Too. They are. Um, and, and it was too big for us, honestly. It's a too big of a space. Um, and it, that's not what it was meant to be. Um, that's not what its next chapter is. So, um, no, I, honestly, we're in a really good place. We own our building. We don't have a mortgage on our building or anything like that. Okay. So. It's a it's a good investment for us to keep investing in that location. So then with that house, which was the last of, I guess, four on that. Actually, I think originally there would have been probably two or three houses on Warren Street, on Fifth Street. There was probably one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Yeah. So when when uh, this was all lower campus for MSU, those in. Before, even before they, as they were building the college and the college was spreading out, um, there were a lot of houses and this was more of a residential neighborhood. Um, and as the college needed more space, then that's where it would kind of, they would take some expansion over by the courthouse and build some of their different things. Um, the dormitories, which are now apartment buildings, would be, um, would take up more of that residential space. So there has been a lot of changes really in this area at, at one point in time we we knew this corner of um warren and fifth as five corners mm-hmm. um and now it dead ends actually um on fifth street so you don't have that five corners anymore but that's also another piece that we're working on is is to be able to have an access point off of south fifth street 
um, to be able to get a curb cut into our parking lot. Okay. So when people do get to the end of Fifth Street and now you're like, ah, what do I do? There'll be an actual route for you to to be able to get onto Warren. So the last house is burned down <clears throat> in the controlled burn. Now there are there is some rubble and some cleanup necessary, but I cannot stress enough how uh, thankful that people are that you've done such a great job at salvaging usable historical pieces of the building even today yes yeah we were very very lucky that was one of our visions um to take on this project you know as historians we hate to see a house that has history it has stories within its walls um go away um so we we really were very thoughtful about how to approach that aspect of the project and we Oh my gosh, we've um, so they much. They told me you took out the scare- the staircase. Yes, literally the staircase. So they had to put in a new staircase just so they could get upstairs for their project, for, their for, the, for the yeah. fire department. Um, I, the, one of the last days I took the cupboard doors off of the kitchen cupboards. Oh. Um, I took all the hardware off of the kitchen cupboards. I mean, I just, I, I'm like, what else can we save that somebody else can find a use for? Mm-hmm. Um, so we were trying to pull out as much as we possibly could all of the original woodwork, um, um, the floors had long been um, not, they've been replaced. Um, we actually had to invest $25,000 in asbestos abatement. I heard that, yeah. Ugh, which was not <laughs> awesome. Um, but that, you know, no matter what, if somebody was going to live there, you would need to do that. If you're going to dispose of it, you need to do that. So, you know, we were trying to be very good stewards of of the house, of the property, of our environment. Um, and so a lot got salvaged. And today, when, the, when they did the control burn, um, they burned it all the way down to the foundation. And then today, literally today, if you drive past the History Center, there um, are some people that are salvaging the limestone foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means that's less. Uh, and with this control burn as well, it's less going into the landfill. Um, and we were able to salvage and reuse so many building materials. Uh, Towards the last week, they, there was uh, a gentleman that was taking the wood siding off of the house in sections. Um, so, so much of this house got salvaged, the pillars on the front porch. Um, so it, it just it was rewarding to know how much of it was going to continue to serve restoration projects right, um, live somewhere else yeah do, do you know where the limestone's going or i don't i haven't i haven't had a chance to actually talk to the gentleman about what his plans are but i just i love that we have i mean these there it's taking them a while because i don't sure. think they realized how big the stone blocks were um and then we're hoping that a few smaller pieces will stay with us and they'll go into our our new landscaping um beds that will be part of the new parking lot so we'll still have remnants of um, the footprint of that house as uh, as we move forward with the future of our building as well. If people are interested in seeing what the future of the building is, you've got schematics on that? We have- do. We do. You can go onto our website. There's information on there. Um, stop by the History Center. We've got some um, big pictures up right now so people can see what that looks like. Um, we also are just unveiling now, over the last couple of months, a new commemorative brick program. So with the new parking lot, there'll be a new outdoor gathering space for people to come and just gather. The, the, the building was built as the Newman Center, which I always coin it as the Catholic Student Union mm-hmm. for MSU's lower campus. And it's a, it was built as a gathering space and it continues to be a gathering space. And we're trying to make sure that outdoors we have gathering spaces. And so our new um, patio area, which is a brick paver patio, 
will have commemorative bricks. And so if So you, I could come and buy one with my name on it or my can. family's name yep, on it. And exactly. Or whatever you want. And then the proceeds obviously support our project, but you will be kind of memorialized in, in history in Blue Earth County history by having your own brick on our new gathering space patio that will be outside of the history center. So tell me how you go about doing that. Is it uh, is it on the website? It or is. Just- it is. Everything is on our website, which is blueearthcountyhistory.com. Um, if you you always are invited to come down to the history center and chat with us, um, we have an example of the brick. We've got a form that makes it a little bit more understandable of how this works. You can come see the pictures. You can go onto our website. You can go onto our Facebook page. Um, but of course, we always just like it better if you come and visit. Absolutely. We're going to get folks there. If you're listening to this, by the way, on the replay, KTOE.com, uh, you can also check out some of Jessica's podcasts. Uh, it, those are going to be there. And the podcast, Surrounded by History. I hope you're keeping track of all of this because I'm assuming that this is going to be a podcast sooner or later. Oh, I suppose uh, it yeah. should. It should be. It should be. Another topic for you. There you go. Yeah. But uh, So make sure to visit our website and, of course, her website. She's going to stick around up until the top of the hour. We'll be right back here on KTOE in just a few. More Talk of the Town with Lisa Kay next. Welcome back to Talk of the Town. Here's Lisa Kay on KTOE. Lisa Kay joined by Jessica Potter from the Blue Earth County Historical Society this hour. I got a little history for you. This isn't Blue Earth County history. That's okay. I love history. I'm a history geek. And that's why I kind of toss these in when I'm on the air here. Um, I don't know. I saw a photo of this creepy doll (laughs) in... A display and it said the caption was feeling cute might move across the room later. <laughs> right we're heading towards Halloween did you know that Thomas Edison one of his and it was the Thomas Edison doll but one of his earliest inventions was a creepy talking doll Wow from 1890 apparently he used a miniature phonograph a really tiny phonograph for a voice mm. inside this talking doll and it was super creepy looking uh, the doll was only on the market for about a month but it was taken off the market because the phonograph was too fragile for children to play with. So wow. nobody was buying the doll. And yeah, that's the reason. So what they did, uh, he subsequently had the sound device taken out or exercised. <laughs> it was just <laughs> creepy. And all the remaining dolls were sold off. So somewhere out there, I mean, they have one in this museum, right? Uh, the dolls on display in the Thomas Edison National Historical Park Museum. Well, I will tell you that if you want to pursue the creepy doll thing a little bit farther, mm-hmm. um, that has been a thing that has been going around with uh, Minnesota history museums is who has the creepiest doll in their collection. It's me in my closet at home right and, now. And uh, so there are some museums um, in Minnesota this time of the year that bring out their creepy doll collection just because they're creepy. I think you need to do that. I know. I know. We think about we realize it every year at this time. And then we're like. Why didn't we think of this two months ago? We needed to bring but, that out. Yes. And, yeah. So there, there's a there's a couple of museums. If you just do creepy doll exhibit, um, you can actually find. Stop it. Yeah, I you don't... can find some in Minnesota, some local museums in Minnesota that do the, the creepy doll exhibit um, during the month of October. Do you have in the archives creepy dolls? I, you know what? We have dolls. I'll just say we have a large doll collection. Okay. It's a diverse doll collection. And there, you know, I, I would say there are there are some that you worry that their heads are going to turn around on their own. <laughs> but I didn't say that out loud. Um, they're all creepy. They're, they're, I mean, they're just, there's a lot of dolls. And if you let your mind wander, right? And I you think know, they can all turn into Chucky. It's pro- <laughs> probably hard because 
if somebody donates a doll to you, it yeah. might have meant something to them. So exactly. for, for you to call it creepy might not be, you know. But there are some that are that creepy. Are straight up creepy. Yeah. Here's the funny story about the creepy doll at my house, which has been around since my childhood. Mm. I don't remember. Do you remember Doug Henning, the magician? Mm-mm. He's kind of a creepy. It was either Doug Henning or David Copperfield. Yeah, okay. one of those two magicians back in the day. Doug Henning had long hair, like a mullet. Always wore a jumpsuit, sparkly. <laughs> kind of creepy, right? <laughs> he had these dolls that were produced, and I don't know how oh. or when or why that I had one. Wow. It's called a Wonder Whim. You can probably Google it. Wow. But white face, purple hair, looked like some kind of a cosmic teddy bear, but hard doll face. Oh. Creepy, creepy. And for some reason, that's the doll that my mother decided that she was going to save from my childhood, or one of them. Yeah, I, mean, I had yeah. A, I had a garbage bag of... of stuffed animals uh-huh. that came to me uh-huh. that was in there and I decided well this is just creepy enough that I'm going to have to keep it right and so <laughs> we torture one of my children with it oh no since he was small oh no poor kid it's called creepy doll yeah and we will tuck it in next to oh, him no. and take photos of him no. and then we will send him I'll, I'll text him the photo even as a teenager I mean he's 19 now Wow. Even still, if I catch him, one time when he was in grade school, my girlfriend was picking him up from school for me. We buckled Creepy Doll into the back seat, so when he got into the car, it was just there riding. Wow. Lucky to be your kid. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get when you live at my house. I love it. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I read an article the other day about snoozing. Do you hit snooze on your cell phone? I don't. Or not your cell phone. Do you use your cell phone? No, I am so old school. I still have my alarm clock. Mm -hmm. It's battery operated. It's not plugged in. So I'm not that old school. But um, it's one of those Indiglo, Timex Indiglos. And oh, nobody, yeah. nobody remembers this because I think I was the only one who ever bought anything Indiglo. I had an Indiglo but, watch. Yeah, I had Indiglo watches, plural. Yeah. And my Indiglo um uh, alarm clock and it's little it fits like in my hand and mm-hmm. so um i snooze it and then i sleep with it and snooze it so yeah <laughs> i tend to hit the snooze a have, few times have you done the calculations the math calculations how many times you can hit it before you actually have to wake up no but i think that there might be a point in which it just decides it's not going to be snoozed anymore and it just turns itself off i think it finally it gets mad at me and then this like this woman is not getting out of bed <clears throat> so forget it i'm not going to keep beeping for you lady you know i don't know researchers in sweden said uh sent pe- several people to the sleep lab for a few nights and they hit their snooze alarms in the morning uh they're saying that for most people snoozing has no impact on your sleep quality now this is a new study that's out hitting the button multiple times over 30 minutes might spark alertness more quickly than sleeping through without a break, according to the study. And they said that snoozing for 30 minutes in the morning does not make you more tired or more likely to wake up from deep sleep. So it's okay. It might even be helpful with waking, they're saying. I think it does. It makes me gradually embrace the morning. (laughs) <laughs> Not the Indiglo, but I've seen those lights where they gradually turn oh, on. Yeah. Have you seen those where yeah. all of a sudden it's sunlight in your room? Yeah, I could do the sunlight thing. I don't want like a bright light in my eyes. But, no. you know, I this time of the year is not fun because I do appreciate the sun to help me wake up in I the morning. F- it's dark when I get here and sometimes it's dark when I leave. I it just depends. This is a rough time of the year for so, many of us. They're saying 69% say they hit the snooze button at least sometimes, especially on the weekdays. But many said they most often or always fell asleep between the alarms. So 
Yeah, and I have some really crazy dreams. I'm one of those In those three minutes, seven minutes? Sometimes. That you'll have weird dreams? Mm -hmm. Uh, They said overall snoozers were likely to be an average of six years younger than non-snoozers and almost four times more likely to be night owls. Oh, I'm not. Not a night owl? No. Yeah. No, I need to. I need to be in bed before 10 p.m. Yeah, before I that. Looking like it's Tuesday on tap. I gotta go to sleep. That's great. Uh, yeah, tap the keg. I gotta go to bed. Um, also, three times snoozers three times more likely to report feeling drowsy when they woke up. So, uh, the top reason for choosing to snooze rather than having an unbroken stretch of sleep was that you are just too tired. You can't wake up. But the next two most common reasons were that snoozing feels good, like you holding your alarm clock like mm-hmm. a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. And keep then, pushing the button. Mm-hmm, it allows you to wake up more softly. That's what it said. Mm-hmm. So it looks like you're, you're pretty average there, Jessica. I am pretty average. That's Anybody nice. that meets me will know I am pretty <laughs> average. Pretty darn average. Yes. All right. Once again, give us your um, your details, your deets on how to get in touch with you if we want to check out anything that's going on that we talked about today at the Historical yeah. Society. So the Blue Earth County Historical Society is located at 424 Warren Street in beautiful downtown Mankato. Um, So come and check us out. Uh, The History Center is open Tuesday through Saturday. Um, Lots of opportunities for free um, admission. The new exhibit that we have on display right now, Music and Memories, is always free. Uh, So come and check that out. But come check out our gift shop, the museum, our research center, art gallery space. Uh, You name it. We've got all kinds of really cool stuff happening down at the Blue Earth County History Center. And we would love for you to come and visit um, if you are listening from far away, you can also check us out online at blueearthcountyhistory.com. And we're also on social media channels, many that I don't understand how to use, but you can just, <laughs> you know, Google it and you'll find us. You're going to have to figure out how to use those. I know. I know how to it, use Facebook. That's how old I am. All part of history. It is. It is. It's happening right now. It is happening right now. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for the opportunity yeah. to hang out with you. Good to spend time with you today.